This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi there, everyone. This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. So today, I thought I'd cover the topic of perfectionism. So how you become a perfectionist in the first place, and if you are one, what you can do to overcome it. Because you definitely don't want to have to constantly deal with this in your business. So I think there's a few factors that influence whether or not you become a perfectionist. So there was a recent study that showed that the rates of perfectionism are rising, and they're higher in the U.S. versus U.K. and Canada. So the researchers studied over 40,000 college students over 27 years and found that socially prescribed perfectionism has grown by 32%. The study co-author said that the reason they think there's a higher rate today is because there's more social pressure to succeed and prove your value than ever before. So it's actually a cultural phenomenon. So to help you understand the terms, so there's self-oriented perfectionism, where you have unrealistic expectations of yourself, and then there's socially prescribed perfectionism, which is what they were talking about, where you believe your social environment is really demanding, and other people are judging you, so you have to be perfect to get their approval. And when I think about this, you know, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. When I was growing up, I always felt this pressure to get good grades. Then once I got those good grades, then I had to get into a good school. And then once I did that, then I felt like I had to get a good job. And then I had to excel at that job. So I went to a public high school, but there were a lot of overachievers there, and a lot of people ended up going to Ivy League schools. It was hard to keep up with those people, and some of them had parents who paid for tutoring or sent them to SAT prep courses, and I never did any of that, so I only had myself to count on. My parents still had high expectations of me. They emigrated to the U.S. from Poland, and they had to start over themselves. So they had high standards for both my sister and I. Um, They're both very accomplished architects, so I've always had these strong role models to look up to. You know, they work hard, and they've had a high work ethic my whole life. They even started and still run their own business. And so when I wasn't studying in high school, I was playing tennis on our tennis team, or going to piano lessons, because there was this mentality that you had to do extracurricular activities and do internships in order to get into a good school, and then also to get a good job after that. I think I had five or six internships before I even went to college. So it was definitely ingrained in the culture where I grew up. I even remember reading an article about the school district that I went to and how there was 
a huge crisis in that um, school system because of the undue pressure that students felt. Um, apparently in 2015, 120 middle and high school students were given mental health assessments and 40 were hospitalized. So clearly there was something going on in my school um, where I grew up and that definitely affected the way that I felt and my self-worth uh, when I was competing with people whose parents were pressuring them to get into Ivy League schools or you know, be the best at everything they did. And, you know, that's who I was basically um, comparing myself to when I was growing up. And another study showed that there's more women perfectionists than men. And it looks like your environment can influence whether or not you become a perfectionist too. It's been said that if your parents were overly critical of you when you were growing up, then you also learn to hold yourself to higher standards. And this is just my personal belief, but I believe women are held to higher standards than men in certain aspects of our lives, like the way we look, the way we raise our families, and just how we are in the world and how we show up. We can't just raise a family. We also have to be good at work, and we have to do both at the same time. So some of this comes from the media and images we see in advertising, but a lot of it's just ingrained in our society. And there's this great book that I read recently called Burnout, uh, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Amelia and Emily Nagoski that covers a lot of this. It's about how the patriarchy and society makes it really hard for women to not burn out because we feel this pressure of having to be perfect all the time. So I won't go into too much detail here because that's not the topic of this episode, but I may talk about it in a future episode because it was so helpful for me to read this book and understand where this pressure comes from and why I feel it in my own life. I think what this all boils down to is that you can become a perfectionist in different ways and you have to understand what the factors are for you to help yourself unravel these tendencies. And I'll mention one last thing. A little bit of perfectionism isn't the worst thing. It helps you do quality work and it helps you achieve more. It's when it starts taking over and stopping you from doing what you want that it becomes a problem. So I'll start off with a little anecdote. So I remember someone asking me, how do you know when your work is good enough? So the fact that she was asking me this question in the first place was clearly an indication that there was some perfectionism going on for her. If you're asking yourself whether something is good enough, then part of you doesn't think it's good enough. And I answered her by saying, you can tell if you're doing good work by looking at it as if someone else was producing it, by kind of taking a step back and looking at it from afar. So taking your own judgment out of it and seeing if it would stand up on its own. Like, if you worked for a company, would you be happy submitting this final product to your boss? Or if it were for a client, would you be happy sending it to them? And the other thing I told her is this. So you need to stop tying your own value with the value your business provides or whatever you're creating. So you're born with inherent value. We all are. 
It's not something you can change, add to, or remove. You're a unique person and you're valuable just by being you. But your business is something that grows and changes all the time. And trying to assign value to it isn't very productive. And then tying your successes or failures to your own value will only stress you out and disappoint you. So here's the truth. (laughs) If you're new in business, most likely you're in a period of learning and failure. It's just what happens in the beginning for most of us. You know, maybe you're lucky and you skip this phase and you go straight to getting great results. But nine times out of 10, you have to go through some tough times before you get some traction and get any real results in your business. So if you keep tearing yourself down because you haven't yet reached a certain goal or made a profit, then you're likely going to give up before any of the magic happens. So stop telling yourself that your value is determined by the state of your business. You may not be saying this outright, but you may be subconsciously saying it to yourself every time you have a disappointment. So give yourself an actual chance to grow, learn, and be successful. And another thing you can do is just reframe failure. Failure is a normal part of building a business. When you're building something from scratch, you don't always know how to do it. So you're going in a bit blind. So inevitably you're gonna fail at something and you're also learning what you're doing while you're doing it. So just think of it this way. You know, when you were trying to learn how to ride a bike, how many times did you fall and scrape your knee? Probably a lot. But that was just a part of the learning process, and you got back up and you tried again. That's what you have to do in your business. You have to fall, dust yourself off, and try again. I think that's like a lyric to a song. (laughs) Uh, I'm blanking on the name, but you guys remind me. And eventually, you'll figure out what you were doing wrong, and you'll succeed. So I'm going to go over five tips to help you overcome your perfectionism so it doesn't stop you from growing your business. So number one, stop looking at just the end result and try to enjoy the process of working on a goal. If you're only focused on the end result all the time, it's going to be really hard to feel fulfilled. So when you're working on a specific task, Try to actually enjoy it in the moment. You know, look around you, see what you're working on. If you're working at your desk, have your favorite cup of tea, play some music, you know, just be in the moment and enjoy what you're doing in the moment. And try not to always think about the end result. And also try not to judge yourself based on the end result all the time. You know, celebrate the little wins in between. Don't always just celebrate the big thing because that doesn't happen all the time. And, you know, you have to keep your motivation up in the meantime. So celebrating your smaller wins will help you get to that end goal. And my second tip, just reframe failure. Like I mentioned before, if you think you have to reach each and every goal that you've set for yourself, or you're a failure, then maybe it's time to reevaluate your thoughts. So try to find evidence that even if you don't reach your goal, it's not the end of the world. 
So sometimes we can get in this black or white thinking. You know, we think that if we don't reach this specific goal or we don't reach this goal by a specific time frame, that we'll never do it, you know, but that's not always true. And sometimes our goals change too. So you just have to be okay with continuing to work on something and maybe also letting go of how exactly you'll get to a specific goal. Sometimes the universe works in mysterious ways. So setting your goal, you know, for the future may work and you may be able to just find a linear path to get there. But sometimes you have a goal and you don't necessarily know how you're going to get to that end goal. But eventually you do end up there anyway. And there's other things that you had to do to get to that final result. But you just kept moving forward and, you know, those failures that you had in order to get to that goal, they were just learning opportunities, you know? So just reframe what you see as failure because most likely you're going to do a lot of it in your business. And it's just looking at it in a different way and reframing what it means to you that really helps you move forward. And my third tip is to look at your life and see which areas you really want to succeed in. It's not that realistic to be a perfectionist in every single aspect of your life. So figure out which areas you do want to hold yourself to higher standards and where you can kind of relax a bit. So for example, when you're working on your business, maybe you can let go of trying to keep your house crystal clean all the time, you know, or maybe you can hire someone to help you if it's still really important to you, but you want to have the time to focus on growing your business. Or maybe there's other aspects of your life that you don't have to hold yourself to such a high standard so that the things that do matter to you, you can focus on those. And my fourth tip. So it's possible that you're fixing your work a hundred times and redoing everything because you're not feeling good enough or you feel inadequate in comparison to the other people. So when I was getting started, you know, I would redo my website copy um, and my graphics a bunch of times because I thought if I just made one more tweak, then it would make me feel like I was more experienced or I had more to offer. So I had a bit of imposter syndrome going on. You know, this was earlier on when I had just gotten certified as a coach and I hadn't worked with a lot of people yet. So I think I thought if I could just have perfect graphics, then more people would want to work with me. So I told myself it was okay if I wasn't perfect and redoing it wasn't really going to change anything. So I had to work through those thoughts and realize that even if I didn't have a ton of experience yet, what I did still provided value and people still got results working with me. I was fully certified as a coach and when people worked with me, I did get really good feedback from them. So I had to remind myself of that feedback and stop trying to make my graphics perfect or my website perfect in order to kind of prove it to myself that I was good enough. And back then I was also comparing my work to other people. And when I say other people, I mean role models. So, you know, I look to the most successful coaches out there and people in the online business world. So like Marie Forleo, for example, and I was trying to match what they were doing. And 
like clearly I'm not at the same level in my business as she is. So I had to remind myself that these people that I was comparing myself with, they also had a graphic designer, they had a professional photographer or several of them. And they had like big teams of people who were there to make them look good. So there was no way that I'd be able to reach their level of perfection, at least in the beginning stages in my business. So I had to let that go, you know? So if this is happening to you, it may be best to just take a break from social media for a while. And if you can't do that because it's part of your business, at least stop following the big names in your industry if you find that you're trying to live up to their standards, because clearly they're a few years ahead of you, if not multiple years. So they've gone through all of the growing pains and you're seeing them now. And so it's really hard to stop comparing yourself when you have all these examples out there. So the best way is to just like disconnect or, um, Look and follow things that aren't relevant to your business so that you don't have to see these examples all the time. I've even seen examples of people who don't actually follow anyone on social and they do that on purpose because they don't want to see all those other examples. Like I'm a coach and a lot of the people who follow me are other coaches. And so I see that all the time in my feed and sometimes I just have to take a break. But I know that there's people out there who specifically don't follow anyone and all they do is post and that helps them like keep their mind clear and not get into the comparison game. So if that's something that you're struggling with, try that out and see how it works for you. So my final tip is this. Because perfectionism usually comes from the media or society or your environment when you were growing up, it can be helpful to look at it as programming that you learned. So it's the way your brain has become wired to experience life. So when you feel like a perfectionistic tendency is coming up, you can just slow down and take a look at what you're thinking in the moment. And you can also choose to let go of the programming and the outside pressure and just give yourself some grace and choose to live a different way. Maybe you don't need to live up to such high expectations anymore. Maybe your first or second try is enough. You get to choose how you show up in the world and you don't have to perpetuate this programming. You're an adult now and you can make your own choices in life and decide how you show up every day. So the way your brain works, if you stop a pattern or an old thought enough times and replace it with a new one, like an affirmation, for example, and then you move on to something else completely unrelated, it starts to create a new neural pathway. So try telling yourself something positive like, I'm perfect just the way I am, or my work is a perfect expression of my imperfection, or something else that resonates with you. And eventually, if you do this enough times, you'll create a new neural pathway and a new belief. This works because you're creating a new neural pathway in your brain 
And because of the magic of neuroscience, the old pathway will eventually fall away because you don't use it anymore or you don't use it as much. So it strengthens the new neural pathway until that's the automatic route that your uh, thoughts travel through. So it definitely takes work. It takes being aware of what you're thinking and choosing to change your thoughts and create new beliefs and new core beliefs in yourself. And, you know, that takes a lot of work. But if you're mindful of it, you can absolutely change the way you think and the patterns that you have in your life. And that changes your entire reality. And if you don't believe me, just read a few books on neuroscience. Um, maybe check out The Biology of Belief by Dr. Lipton or check out Do Joe Dispenza's work. He actually um, had a very dramatic um, experience riding a motorcycle. He broke his back and through the power of his own thoughts, he rebuilt his spine to the amazement of doctors. So if somebody can rebuild their body parts <laughs> through their belief alone, then you can imagine what it, that can do for the rest of your life when you look at what you're capable of in your business or other parts of your life. So take you know some time, do some reading on uh, neuroscience and uh, apply that to your life and see how that makes changes for you. And while we're on the topic of core beliefs, obviously coaching is a great tool and a great resource for people who are trying to do this work um, because as a new entrepreneur, you're most likely unraveling a lot of old programming, old patterns that you have. And if you want to be efficient in your business and you want to get the best results, you've got to make sure that your mindset is right. So obviously this is a great opportunity to work with a coach to help you get to the bottom of why you may have perfectionism in your life or um, you know why it's stopping you from moving forward. And obviously sometimes... Coaching isn't enough. You need to actually work with a psychologist if this is like a huge issue for you. But your coach would know the difference, whether this is something that coaching can unravel or if you need to bring in the big guns and work with a psychologist if there's some patterns that were created in your childhood, for example, and you can't get over that or some other experiences in your life. So I just wanted to mention that as well. So I'll end with this. If you're running into perfectionism all the time, ask yourself why this needs to be perfect. What will that actually get you? And will trying to make it perfect delay your progress? Because I believe that done is better than perfect. And if you can be okay with 70 to 80% perfect, then that's enough. Because if you're a perfectionist, then you already have high standards for yourself and for your work. So it's likely already good enough. Just get it out there and help people with your work. Remind yourself that it's your duty to serve others. 
And if you stop yourself from sharing your gifts and your work, then you won't be able to do that. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode, and thanks for joining me today. Keep dreaming, keep serving, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.